I'm not here to, to apologize. I, I did what I felt was the right thing. And it was the right thing. And I stand by it. Okay. Thanks for coming by and telling me that. I'm sorry that, that I couldn't protect you. If I could change that, I would, but I can't. It's, it's done. It's in motion. And I wish it was different. It's not your fault, Alex. It's bigger than us. It's my fault, anyway. I try to hide it. And now it's coming out, and it's just too much to shove away. I'm not going to lie. I'm so scared. He's my son, and he's broken. And he's the dearest boy that ever lived, and... I just can't bear it if Bob Paris has this thing investigated, if they take him away, if they put him in prison just for defending me. You know, it will kill me. But, I, you know, in some way, I don't even care anymore. You know, maybe fate wins here. We're all doomed in the end, right? Welcome to Yes Mother, the podcast about the A&E show Bates Motel. Tonight we are preparing ourselves for season four by doing the long-awaited Normero special. And that's it. I'm Em. <laughs> I'm Sue. I'm a wings of a feather that trying to say that, that you have something on I me, mean, is that it? Because if you didn't, that really wouldn't be good for you. Yeah, I mean, I might have to burn you down to the ground, you know? I'm going to have your house patrolled on a half hour. Let me know if anything else happens. Oh, like what? Like he digs up a couple of more dead people and puts them in my bed? Yeah, like that. Night normal. Is there something else that you're looking for? 
chaos seems to swirl around you. Not sure why. To be with another together with the weight of a feather. That's my job, to decide what and when to tell whom. Well, you're very good at it. Gold star, Sheriff. Alex, don't start. Hey, I am not dead. I am alive, you're alive, Whoopi. I think you're beautiful. You're drunk, you're not gonna like that you said that to me tomorrow. Probably. That is so nice. Why did you do it? No, no, I just, uh, couldn't stand the thought of being sad about it. I could do something or fix it or whatever that means. <laughs> any of my calls because i don't want to talk to you anymore. whatever you want to act like a third grade girl right now fine and put your damn gun down like you're gonna shoot me that'll be the day i hate you well i hate you too so what welcome back and when we, when we say welcome back we mean welcome back it has been forever it has well i guess we talked about a cycle cycle four is that the last thing we did on this yeah. feed yeah, but it's been months. It's been so, so yeah, we are so excited to be talking about the Bates. Yeah, and, I've totally immersed myself in Bates Motel since Sunday. I've had like a three-day binge watch, and it's been amazing. And so I'm just totally in. I'm so excited <laughs> for the show to start, although we still have a few weeks. Well, a little less than three weeks. Woohoo! I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> I know, me too. Man, do you remember when it ended and we we're like, man, we're going to have to wait so long. <laughs> yes. And we did, and, and we've done it. And we're here, yes. Almost entirely. Just a few weeks left. Yep. It's exciting. Yep. We hope everyone's been well. Yes. Em and I have been busy doing the the Buffy and Angel watch, which is coming to an end as well. Yeah, we're we're trying to wrap it up before Bates Motel starts. I don't know. We're gonna make it. I think we did have one more week where we had to do two. Yeah. 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 If we have to do one on the same week that Bates airs, I'm sure we can handle that. I think so. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Nothing to worry about. <laughs> um, so tonight, I had this idea when the um, the season ended last year that we should just have, it would be fun. You know, I'm a big Normaro shipper. Mm-hmm. Sue's not so much, but... I can take it or leave it. Yeah. <laughs> but she's been dragged into this. <laughs> we're just going to take a look at their relationship from beginning to end um what i did is i skimmed through seasons one and two just on netflix where you can like drag drag your Mm -hmm. finger along the bar and see every scene so i did that for every single episode and stopped when it was a normal scene and i wrote it down 
So we're going to take a look at the history of Normero and <laughs> maybe see if we can get an interesting view on it if we just talk about it all in one night. Yep. We'll see how that goes. I don't know. It might be boring and lame. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. <laughs> this may not go out at all. <laughs> we be like, wow, that has never seen the light of day. <laughs> no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. We'll make it fun. Right. Okay. So, we our story begins. <laughs> <laughs> Season one, episode one. <laughs> First meeting. Um. So, if you will remember, their first meeting happened when after they had killed Keith. And they had put him in the hotel room and decided that they needed to pull up all the carpet because Norman dropped Keith on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and it would look weird if they just pulled one carpet. So they're cutting carpet and nosy Sheriff Romero sees, <laughs> tries by and sees people there. And he's he's very nosy at this point. Mm-hmm. And he's very nosy through this whole thing, even though he has no reason to suspect anything that's going on. Nope. It seems perfectly reasonable that the new owners would be doing something like this. Yes. Even at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Remember, he thinks that their names are weird. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> She's like, well, sons take their father's names all the time. <laughs> and you're like, that's right. But we laughed when we found out her name was Norma. We did. <laughs> Way back in the day. <laughs> and I love how cash Norma is. Yep. Um, uh, and Romero's, well, the first thing he does is lectures her about how her 17-year-old son is up too late. <laughs> <laughs> And he gets all up in her business about just a cut on her hand, even though she's, like, pulling up you... carpet with a blade. Right. Yeah, I just, he just seems very overly suspicious. He does, and he totally stares at her like a creeper. Mm -hmm. And then, then he pees in their toilet. Yep. So... <laughs> I love when he says something about the carpet. She's like, I guess you're interested in design? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I Not a lot it. of men are. <laughs> He's like, not especially. <laughs> <laughs> I made a note that he didn't wash his hands. Oh, how funny. Yeah. So, yeah, first intro. No chemistry. No, and it's interesting. I was telling Sue that this is obviously a relationship that has developed throughout writing the show and seeing the two actors interact. Mm -hmm. And at this point, I think they had no idea they would get these two together. Right. We could do like chemistry ratings, like the scene I give zero. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Zero out of five. <laughs> this one totally gets a zero out of five. Okay. So in episode two, we have a couple scenes. Um, 
this is Jerry Martin's death, um, and Keith's car is found, so they're kind of standing out in the road talking. Mm-hmm. And he's a little suspicious again, and she's pretty nonchalant. And um, and then the next scene, the next scene that they're in together, um, he comes to the door and confronts her about Keith. <laughs> it's this one where she's like, "Well, I didn't say I had never seen him. Yes, I just said I had recently seen him." <laughs> He's like most people would consider within a week recently. <laughs> <laughs> and he says something that he could have said to her at any time in season three, the last episode, he says, you better work with me. I'm the last guy you want on my bad side. Mm. He says this to her a lot in different forms. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So episode three, we see Romero again. And this time he comes back with a search warrant because she didn't let them into her house and she's like don't you need a search warrant and he's like Mm -hmm. okay I guess I'll have to go get one and he does and he comes back and that's when Norman's in the hospital after he had uh, blacked out at school and that's when Mm -hmm. Shelby finds the belt and hides it but we don't know that at the time And then in episode four, Romero brings Norma into the station for questioning because they found a hand in the bay. And in (laughs) in this one, he genuinely seems to want to help her and hear the truth. And it totally reminded me of the truth again. Yeah, because doesn't he tell her, like, you'd be helping yourself a lot if you tell me the truth type thing? Like, yeah. this is your this is your chance to tell me what happened. Well, it's the first time you get a glimpse, and I don't think you can in this scene, but later, having known Romero, maybe a rewatch through this season, when he generally does want to help her it's the first time you get a glimpse that he would actually maybe cover for her because he knows Keith is slime and mm-hmm. all that you know because he ends up totally covering for her and making up a story about it and this is the first time that you would really would say oh he's not a total jerk he'd actually cover for her he really genuinely does want to help Right. And hear the truth. I guess it's our first it's our first little glimpse that he might be a crooked cop, even though he's a good crooked cop. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you know, you can look at him as a good crooked cop, I guess. He's not out for his own gain as much as just trying to keep the town functioning. <laughs> But still no chemistry between the two. <laughs> no, chemistry at a point five. <laughs> <laughs> and in the next 
scene of theirs, um, it's it's Norman having sex while Romero's coming to arrest Norma. <laughs> Remember, like, he's out all night and she gets arrested and she's so mad at him. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he shows up with flowers in her purse. Yeah. And then we don't see them together again until episode seven. And this is um, after the great Shelby shootout on the stairs. And they're in her living room, and Norma totally spills her guts. Mm-hmm. And this is his, this is what the story's going to be. Yes, this is the first time he says, okay, here's what the story's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> Romero's uh, his musical song. <laughs> if yes. this was a musical, that'd be his song. <laughs> 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 Didn't we say that once before? <laughs> I think Carrie came up I with think that. It was Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then we go to episode eight. Norma comes into Romero's office. Um, this is where she like thinks he's going to um, help her fight the bypass, and he's he totally shoots her down. He's like, "Oh yeah." She wants her to like looking for him to put her name up for counsel. That's right, because she's like, because we've been through so much, and. Yeah, he's like, get out of my office. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he totally shuts her down. Oh, and he says, I might, if, you know, if you ever, ever, like, threaten me. Like, he's like, is this a threat? And it kind right. of was. <laughs> he said, I might have to burn you down from the ground. That's right. And it's chilling. Yes. And then we go to episode nine, and this is a man in number nine episode, and she's been calling and complaining because she got flowers. (laughs) 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 And after a very long time, obviously in her eyes, he just heads to the hotel to see about her complaint. He walks in and I don't remember what she says, but he's like, it's funny you went into the service industry. You don't seem too keen about serving anybody. (laughs) (laughs) This this one has a little chemistry. (laughs) Because after he leaves, he's like, yeah, call me if anything else happens. And he's like, like he digs up a couple more dead people and puts them in my bed. And he's like, yeah. Something like that. Good night, Norma. (laughs) (laughs) Chemistry is finally happening here. Right. And had a (laughs) 3.5. And we had started recognizing it around here, right? Like, are they gonna, you know. Yeah, and we were both not interested at all. 
Right, because we really liked their relationship like this. Yeah, it was getting interesting. Yeah. Um. <laughs> then episode 10 is when Norma storms into the police station and... <laughs> Ducks into the plastic. ducks into the plastic circles. And the lady's like, "So what's your name?" And Norma's like, "Yeah." Romero just appears and he's like, "Norma Louise Bates." <laughs> <laughs> so she goes to her office and she tells him about the money because Abernathy had held a, held a knife or a gun to her throat in her car. And right. Is asking about this money that she has no idea about. <laughs> And this is when Romero says that he'll take care of it. That she she has to just trust him. And she's mm-hmm. like, I don't like, you know. <laughs> yeah, this so guy's going to kill me and my sons. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes to Dylan for a gun. and yep. Dylan has not the best feeling about giving Norma a gun. <laughs> for good reason. <laughs> Dylan, the smartest one on the show. Yes. <laughs> then we have the end scene where he and Abernathy talk it out, and it's looking like he's totally crooked to the audience the first time you watch it. Oh, I was sold that he was. Yeah. And then he throws the money in, and he's like, not in my town. Yeah. <laughs> then you can go home now, Norma. Uh-huh. <laughs> I almost shot you. I just love how she yells at him for what she almost did. <laughs> when he had specifically told her, it's the laundry again. This is the first step. This is <laughs> this is even before the laundry. So she does it all the time. Yep. And he says, when I say trust me, trust me. Yep. He then tells he... her not to go, and she goes, and then throws it in his face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's like a little kid. I know. <laughs> it's amazing. Norma's the best. Yeah. And that's how we close out season one, and I think I am quite sure that this is the point where we started. Yeah, I don't want them to get together, but... I want them to, like, have their own spin-off show where they're buddy cops. <laughs> yep, this is where the buddy cops came. <laughs> yep. she, she proved to be great in a little caper. And oh, he did, gosh. too. He was the straight man. <laughs> it, it'd be an amazing spin-off. I'm just saying. <laughs> I just remember the look on her face when she overhears Albert at the... <laughs> Like, ask where the cute, nutty <laughs> motel owner was. And she's like, wait, he's talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then standing there with her gun, shake, uh, and then just how she pops up like a little prairie dog. <laughs> <laughs> when he said, you can go home now, Norma, she just pops up. <laughs> Like whack a mole. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like a prairie dog. Uh, yep. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I really, I think. 
I don't know. I I kind of think Romero is at this point like I think he kind of likes her because <laughs> she's just kind of interesting. <laughs> she's very interesting, and, and she won't take any crap. You know, she was she went there to what shoot Abernathy. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, and I think she's very intriguing. And, you know, Abernathy saw it, and later on, Bob Paris sees it. It's just, she's she's amusing. She's trouble. But that's never stopped a man before. Right. But she's <laughs> or not a stupid, woman. <laughs> you know. She's not stupid, and she's assertive. and Right, But she's right. also very... Um... What's the word? Vulnerable. Right. She's an interesting mix. She's an interesting woman, that Norma Bates. (laughs) 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 Kind of woman that men go for against our better judgment. Right, right. She's a... (laughs) She's a whole spot of trouble. And they know yeah. it. <laughs> and I think Romero at this point is like, I got to keep an eye on this woman. Cause oh, yeah. She's already gotten herself. She's been here for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and look at what happened. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, yeah. I think there's a little bit of interest, but more, I don't know, more of a, I got to protect this woman. Mm-hmm. And she's nice to look at, so that doesn't hurt. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he finds her attractive. Yeah. So, so chemistry level at the end of season one, what would you put it? Like at about a one and a half? Or two? Put it more two, two and a half. Yeah. All right. Gosh, it makes me want to watch all of season one. I know, I want to, I had an interesting experience skimming through just Normero scenes and not watching anything else. Mm-hmm, I bet. It was interesting because I'd kind of, I saw the events through Norma's eyes, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Like, there'd be instances where obviously something huge happened for Norman, and Norma's just had this, like, breezy weird time. And then she, like, walks in and Norman's all dark and starts yelling at her. And you're kind of, if you haven't seen the scene before, you're as, like, thrown off as Norma is. And it was interesting to watch and see how it could be living with Norman and just, you know, going about your day. And then he's just, like, dark and and volatile. And you're just like, what is going on with you? Some interesting moments watching. It was fun. It was an interesting way to watch it. I bet. I wish I could have done that. Yeah. Okay, so we move on to season two. In episode one, they have just a tiny little scene. Um, 
they meet right after the axe murderers and horrors council meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Still just one of my very favorite Norma moments ever. It never won't, it'll never get knocked down too far on my list. I love that so much. <laughs> um, he tells her that Norman came to see him about the the man at Watson's grave. You remember when he like, comes up to her on the sidewalk? He's like, Norman. She's like, don't sneak up on me. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, uh, I didn't realize. <laughs> it's like the middle of the day. <laughs> he just calls her name. <laughs> Um. Wow, and we go all the way to episode five. Really? We've, yeah, we've had Romero around. Mm-hmm. Just not with. Just not with Norma. Oh wow. And this is when he moves in, and everything changes. I think this is a huge turning point, and we knew it was the minute he moved in. I remember us going like, "Oh my gosh, Romero's living at the house. It's gonna be the best." <laughs> Remember, she she did a lot in this season, just kind of like just spewing every thought that came into her head out loud. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell he just does not want to talk to her about her his house burning down and all of that, and she just keeps saying funny things. And she calls him Sheriff Romero, the Big Daddy of White Pain Bay. Someone burn your house down. (laughs) (laughs) Then the next scene. Okay, so that is a three on the chemistry scale. I'd say. Um, And then we kick it up a whole huge notches. Um, Romero gets beat up by Zane and heads to his... She drives in right when he's, like, getting ice from the old ice machine that is featured in... Was, is that a... Oh, in... Movie 3? Psycho 3, yeah. Yeah. So he's at that one getting some for his knuckles, and she drives up, and you can tell he's like, Not now! <laughs> <laughs> this is where she's done his laundry, and he's annoyed. And... Oof, her cleaning his cuts is hot. That is a... That's a chemistry scene. Yeah. They're up in the kitchen and... Yeah, up in the kitchen. Shouting off words. (laughs) 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 She's just close to his face cleaning the cuts and you can tell that there's... Both of them just kind of look at each other like... Uh, nothing. <laughs> I remember that was a big turning point. Um, Him, yeah. I remember. Wasn't even when he was checking in. Didn't she do something funny like run around to the desk and pretend she was working? Like when she saw him pull up. Oh, she does that all the time. <laughs> Just peeking in the window and then running back. <laughs> I'm sure she did it then. <laughs> well, she's always very interested to see the sheriff coming, you know. Mm-hmm. She's always going to be on high alert. 
and wondering what he's doing. And then when he comes into the office, you gotta, you gotta pretend you weren't staring out the window. <laughs> um, <laughs> she has, there's your laundry. Yeah, don't ever do it again. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so this was the laundry. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's too funny. And then in that same episode, Romero comes home and he tells her that Lee Berman was in a car crash. I think he's fairly suspicious. Right. Because that's the... She wanted to get into that council. Right. She just had a run-in with him. And, oh, during the cleaning the cut, she mentions... um, What's his name? Jones? Wait. The Ford. Nick Ford. Nick Ford. She mentions Nick Ford and he's like, don't have anything to do with him, you know. <laughs> and then, so he had, <laughs> he had just found out that she had met him and then, I don't know. I Romero's a suspicious guy, as we know from their first meeting. I think he has thought of that already that Nick Ford killed him to get Norma on the council seat right right did we ever find out who did that who ran Lee Berman off the road oh it's gotta have been the Nick Ford guy the Nick Ford guy okay who in this rewatch he looks exactly like a combination of Don Henley and David Bowie. <laughs> Don Henley and David Bowie. Okay. Yes. He's their love child. <laughs> it's probably that guy. <laughs> Take a look at him. <laughs> I'll help you. You'll laugh. Then we have episode six. This is when Romero tells Norma that he can see her right through her curtains. <laughs> oh, jeez. And that's when he's wearing the suit and shoes. <laughs> this is a great just Norma run-on sentence. <laughs> Spewing forth all her thoughts. It's so great. Just, I think she says something about never. I've never seen you in a suit. Look, you're in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> and in all of these episodes, Norma's being very homey, and she's housing him. Mm-hmm. And he's just suffered from. I mean, he can take care of himself, but this is a little mama bearish. This whole thing, their relationship. Is not antagonistic. Mm-hmm. It's changed a little bit with him moving in. And I think it does permanent something to Romero's brain. Gotcha. You, you know, there's kind of a... There's exceptions to this, but there's a... There's a built-in... Especially for someone like Romero who had a bad childhood his mother killed herself 
right. when he was a teenager. I think there's there's just an innate something about being taken care of that's comforting and you know right it's just a it's a biological thing <laughs> that can exist and i see it happening in these episodes i mean even though he was antagonistic about her doing his laundry he didn't want her to clean his cut and she's just there clean you know she's watering the flowers on the porch in a little dress you know mm-hmm. <laughs> there's just something in all of these scenes that you can see a switch happening and you could see it just happening to Romero and why it might. I don't know. I just looked at it. Interesting. Um, and we've just never seen this with them before. Right. Where there's nothing really big going on between the two where there's like, you know, before this there's the everything that went on in season one, the investigation with Keith. And then later on, we've got the Norma and Blair Watson sperm sample. But right now we're in this little area of time (laughs) where none of that's going on. Everything's been resolved. And then it hasn't happened yet that they just have this little interesting time. And I think a lot has to do with him living in the hotel and her being the keeper and taking care of him a little bit, where he hasn't had that for a while, I'm guessing. We don't know a lot about his romantic life history. Yeah, I don't think there's... I don't know. I think he's lived alone a long time. Yeah. I have no idea. Do we know? We don't know that he... I've just watched all the episodes... We don't know that he's ever been married. We it don't. sound like it. That he's like never been married or had a family. Right. Because we didn't know, like, weren't we talking like when his house got burned? We're like, he didn't have like a wife and kid in there, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We totally didn't know. So. And I think we did wonder. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it would have come out at that point. <laughs> it would have, yeah. Well, because he just seemed to like stand there and we're like, there's no way he's married with a kid or anything because right. he'd be running to that house, you know? Yeah. So, because I think up to then we were like, Is, you know, what's up with him? <laughs> I think he also, have we ever discussed, um, kind of going back to like the sex slave Shelby Albert Matthews stuff? I mean, do you think he feels some responsibility for what happened to Norma? Because that was his deputy doing that. Hmm. Um. Maybe. And like, I don't know. Just feels a little extra. Uh, like. Need or what's the word I'm looking for? Um, obligation or something to kind of watch after her. I don't know. 
Yeah, and we've I think we've wondered in the past if he ever knew about her and Shelby's relationship until Bob Parris brought it up. Right. We're like, was that news to him? It couldn't have been, was it? Right. He seems like he'd be too observant not to know. And after finding out everything that happened, kind of being like, yeah, that's she was using him to hide a bunch of stuff, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? That's, that's what she was doing. She was totally using Shelby. Right, because he had the belt. Yeah, and it would make sense. You know, why else would Abernathy put Shelby in her bed? Right. Man, that was a horrible thing to do. Remember, you like, ooh, he was so like autopsied. <laughs> oh, he was so gross. And they, he, pinned his sheriff badge on his skin. <sighs> ooh, oh, oh, that just was gives so me the creeps. <laughs> so gross. So okay. Anyway. Anyways, I don't know. Okay, so then we go to episode seven. Uh, this is when, after Norman has been, he's at the police station because he's been involved in the altercation with Cody's dad. Oh yeah, Cody's dad. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, Norma had just gotten her her office at for the council, and she's walking out of there, and he sees her and mm-hmm. lets her know. Um, and then we've got a lot of scenes where they're not together, and so it's not until after Norman gets released and George is there, kind of reassuring her as a lawyer, just, I'm not a criminal lawyer, but, you know, if it all went down, like you said, I know enough to know that Norman's going to be fine. And so Romero brings Norman out, and Norma hugs George, and... And Romero has a, it's quick, but there's a, there's a look at George. There's a, <laughs> there's kind of a, a scant look back at George. Kind of like, who are you hugging? <laughs> you look at this guy. <laughs> I'm a cop. I, I don't to... know if I like this. <laughs> <laughs> I need to look into this. And then later, Romero drops by to tell her that Cody's dad's death is officially ruled an accident. And Norma's all happy and excited. And then he goes into the room and finds out about Cagney and Lacey. She uh, ran the semen sample and he didn't ask her to. (laughs) (laughs) And so then we go into episode eight, where... Romero just drops by up to the house to get Norman on the pretense that he uh, needs to fix, help him fix the curtain rod. Oh, yeah. So that's their only interaction that whole episode. So then we go to episode nine, and Romero looks for Norman, but he's kidnapped. Remember that? He's, He's got a burr under his saddle now. So now we're back to... He needs to know the truth, he says, and 
so Norm is kidnapped and he doesn't know. Norm is trying to say he's sick. And he breaks the news to her that Norman Seaman was found in Blair. And he talks about wanting to do a polygraph test. And then he leaves without causing more drama. He buys that Norman's sick and, you know, kind of a I'll be back. And then the next, he does come back and he bursts in. He's he's not going to be cowed by this Norman sick business anymore. So he goes up the stairs himself. He kind of just bursts through. Oh, yeah. And he finds Norman missing. and So she tells him about Ford. And he says, once again, I'll take care of it. <laughs> That's his other song. <laughs> I'll take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> then Norman's found, blah, blah, blah. But that's not a Normero scene. Episode 10, he comes in with the scheduled polygraph guy. And Alex, in the background, is pacing quite a bit while Norm is taking the test. I just made a note of that. He has a lot at stake here. <laughs> I think he's at the point where this would be very upsetting if it's Norman. But he really thinks it is. And right, it is. right. But... Norman passed it. And that is season two. I think it's by the end of season two where I'm like, yep, I, I, I'm, I want him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember where I changed from. You know, it might have been at the beginning of season three. I don't know. I can't remember now. I know I went a long time acknowledging their chemistry and enjoying them together but I was not on the Normaro train I wanted them to get together in my wacky sitcom right in the cop partner buddy cop cop show I'm like but not in this show and then there's a change and I can't remember if it was the end of season 2 or if it's the beginning of season 3 that I went no I'm in deep Sorry. <laughs> was it the was it the awkward goodbye when he leaves the motel? Oh, it could have been. Because <laughs> I know by that point it was I had abandoned all. <laughs> well, because wasn't that wasn't that episode one of season three? Let me look at my things. I've got it on season two. Like they didn't have a scene together at all in episode one. I remember now. Yeah. There was definite Romero in episode one, but they never cross paths. Episode one, I just listened to our to our podcast about it, and we don't mention those two at all. Okay, not together at least in a capacity of Normero, as you could say. So, yeah, they don't ever have a scene together. But they do in episode two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you were on board. Do you think at that this point. was it? I think, I think so. it could easily be. And I think that's episode. when my cold heart was going, all right. I'll be. <laughs> I guess. 
I'm just I'm just not a shipper person. I'm like no arrow, no arrow. <laughs> <laughs> I I tend to resist shipping because I don't know. Their relationship was just so great. I was like, I don't want anything to ruin it. Yeah, it can be shippy. It depends on the show. Like, I'd never, like, ship anyone on The Walking Dead or anything. <laughs> but. When I ship, I ship hard. You do. <laughs> you do. And this um, one, I am choo-choo. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm not obsessed with shipping or anything, but when I do, I do. And I do. So yeah, so episode two. Uh, that goodbye kiss. Oh man, it's amazing. Oh, I remember just saying on the podcast, I wish, or maybe it was, I think I tweeted it. I don't remember. Maybe both. You wanted to I see would, all the outtakes. Yeah, I would do anything to watch the dailies of that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, you said it, it on the podcast. would be amazing. <laughs> Oh, she ends up doing like the French greedy. <laughs> so awkward. <laughs> she goes for a handshake, and he really is going for this hug thing, and it's like they're both committed. <laughs> <laughs> so she's finally like, oh, we're hugging? Really? We hug? <laughs> and she's got her arms up. <laughs> and then she totally melts into the hug, like she's starving for this mm -hmm. for someone to hug her I don't think it had much to do with it being Alex right it was, it was a very interesting so then she totally and he like surprises it surprises him he's like wow she's really going for this hug now she is she is committed and then she pulls away a little bit and he's like alright I guess we're going to kiss too <laughs> He's like, no, but this is weird. I guess I'll just give you the French kiss. But it wasn't on each cheek. It was both on one cheek. <laughs> it was so awkward. It was so glorious. It was amazing. It was so amazing. And then I think... It was interesting because he gets in his car. He's like, well, bye. <laughs> and he gets in his car and she like just feels like she needs to do something else. It's almost like she throws him a bone. I don't know. It was weird when she tells him that she always felt safe. But it was like she was coming up with it as she was saying it. She just felt like she needed, needed and wanted to say something. Right. And that's when she tells him how safe he always felt when he was there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It... Yeah, I think she just had to say one more thing to him for some reason. Yeah. Just and in that Norma kind of way. The Norma kind of way is stopping a moving car. Yes. <laughs> by running in front of it. <laughs> we need to have a watch on how many times she's done that. <laughs> 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 I don't know. 
Norma yeah. really knows how to work a man. And I'm not saying that that's what she was doing necessarily. Mm-hmm. But she does. She knows how to work a man is the best I can say. She did it with Shelby. Yeah. It's not necessarily flirting. It's like using her wiles to influence them. To kind of get what she needs or yeah. wants. Uh-huh. Well, and you get the idea. She's been doing that a lot because, like, even in season one when it came to Shelby, she and Norman have a fight about it when she's going to that log sawing thing. Mm-hmm. And it kind of sounded like they'd have this conversation before, like, like this wasn't new because he was like, you don't need to do this, you know. Right. Yeah. Like, it was something she had done before, so. Yeah. And I hope she doesn't do that with Romero. I hope if they do get together, it is an honest relationship, you know? Not because she's trying to get something from him. Well, I believe that's true because I think, to me, having it be someone that Norman cares enough to actually poison and kill, it'd be because it's different than all the others. Right. Yeah. Really threatening. Right. That makes sense to me that. That makes this sense. This is a very different relationship to where Norman's so threatened he ends up killing them both. Right. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Hate to say it, but. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's going to be painful. It is. <laughs> Oh, I hope they do it so well. I'm so excited. I know. And we'll, of course, get a hotel room and watch it together. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, we're going to have to do that. <laughs> yeah, we'll have cupcakes and <laughs> turkey pot pie. <laughs> cupcakes. <laughs> Yes, there will be lots yes. of hotel-related cupcakes. It's going to be a fun watch. <laughs> no, I have this one. I'm not that one. Then we have the very famous Arcanum Club scene. (laughs) It's glorious. (laughs) It's just glorious. Nervous poking around in that formal. formal. I love that he comes up to her right when she's like peeing in at the people having sex. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, do you know what they're doing in there? (laughs) First she is just horrified, embarrassed that she was caught watching, and then she's like, do you know what they're doing? <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> she, like, pops up to watch again for a second. <laughs> 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 oh, 
and this is where she, she totally up. surprised us, yeah, and opened up and said that Norman was the last one seen with her, and she's scared. Yeah. So we have another, I'll take care of it. <laughs> um, she's looking for this girl in the Arcanum Club, so. Yeah. Well, and that trust that he wanted from her, he he got here. That's for sure. You know the... That's true, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if he knows how amazing that was that <laughs> she opened up and told him that. She must have been really scared. Um, episode 3 opens up with the morgue scene. Where he has her go and identify, and it doesn't, it's not her. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I wrote on my notes here, says that he has really caring eyes. He really doesn't like making her come look at, identify right. this girl. And he's, he's in, he's in here. <laughs> he's in deep. Yeah. Against his better judgment. Um, and then the next scene with them, Romero comes up to the house to question Norman about Annika. And Norma's trying to brush it all off. <laughs> and take back anything she said before. He's like, you and I didn't just meet Norma. (laughs) 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 And yeah, and the scene is when Norman's such a dick to her. And I think it kind of embarrasses her in front of Romero that Norman's treating her this way. Oh, and yeah. He's he's like, like, go make dinner. Yeah. (laughs) Norman was weird in that episode. Yeah. Well, on a first watch, you still suspect that maybe that wasn't Annika, but you still suspect that, you know, you suspect that he killed her for a long time. Yeah. It's not until she actually shows up that everyone's surprised that he didn't, but he's just so upset. It's, It's that whole thing where you feel when you are telling the truth and someone you trust like your mom doesn't believe you that is a very frustrating feeling right right and he even says you know he knows when he's blacked out and can't remember stuff when things are fuzzy and he's like I was lucid you know I was lucid the whole time he's very frustrated and very angry at her and he's taking it out on her by mistreating her in front of someone that he probably suspects there's Possibilities of something going on, which also bothers him. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, he is strange. He's acting kind of... I want to use the term grown up. (laughs) But not in a good way. Like throwing his weight around grown up. Right. Talking to Romero. 
was weird. Well, this is... When she told me she was working at the party, I didn't think she was going to be a magician or whatever, you know? Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's like, what? (laughs) Grandpa Norman. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I... Oh, yeah, because I was watching the full episodes. I just made a little special note. Total Emma and Dylan sparks when she delivers the pot, by the way. (laughs) 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 That I don't think I'd ever noticed the spark so much as I did on this rewatch. We mention it in the podcast. Do we? Uh Uh-huh. See, these are the things... I think someone did in the feedback and we were both like, yeah, there was something there. Uh, Yeah, it... It's too bad I couldn't re-listen to our podcast for season three because I don't remember. It's been so long now I don't remember my thoughts. <laughs> I know. <laughs> At the time, so now I'm like, did I think that before or is this new to me? Don't know. So sorry if it's not new and I think it is. <laughs> it's just how it is. So episode four, I say... Oh, so this is... Annika has died in front of the base motel and there's cops there. And Romero immediately gets out of the car and goes, where's Norma Bates? (laughs) 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 And you can tell he cares. And there's, this is going to happen a lot where there's half caring, half suspicion. (laughs) 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 I know she's in the middle of this. I don't know why. <laughs> it's more than I know right now, though. Um, so he, they talk in the kitchen, and she's pretty shook up. And that's when he says, chaos seems to swirl around you, and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> he, at this point, I don't know. I don't think he knows. You never really know how much... He knows about Norman and the truth about Norman. You know, just saying something like that, it's like, it's because her son's crazy, you know, <laughs> she's trying to cover it up. But how much of that does he know? I mean, he suspected her in Blair Watson's death. Right. But then he passed the polygraph. It's just weird. I think he knows more than he lets on. He's a pretty smart cop. He is. And I think he has a good... I think he reads people pretty well. I think... Well, if he doesn't know more than he lets on, he at least suspects there's a lot more going on than what Norma's telling him. Yeah, and I think the chaos seems to swirl around you, and I don't know why, is because he's like, there's something I'm missing. Yeah, yeah. And he just kind of said it out loud in that way. Um, Then the next scene in that episode with them is when he goes to the hotel looking for the chip. So he's found out now that there is a chip. Or does he know it's a chip? I don't think so. 
I don't think he, he knows it's a chip. He knows that Bob Paris is looking for something on those girls. Right. He can't. He doesn't quite know what he's looking for, but he knows he's looking for something. Yeah, and I don't remember now. This is just kind of a sidebar. We were so disappointed that we didn't learn more about these girls. Mm-hmm. And all of that. And it just kind of clicked in my brain this time. They had the scheme to steal that chip from the beginning. Like, that wasn't a, we're about to die, so let's right. take a chip. This was a caper they started out going to that town to do. I don't know if I, I don't remember if I ever thought of that before. It just kind of all fell into place for me. It would have been nice to have a scene, maybe a flashback or something, where we saw them planning it. Uh, it would have been awesome, even if it was just like for a minute, yeah. you know. Because, yeah, that, I think that was one of our, when we did like our wrap-up, I think that was one of our biggest disappointments of the season, was just not getting just a little bit more on what that was all about. You know? Yeah, because I look at that as being, personally, like my only, that keeps this from being just an absolute amazing season of television. Mm-hmm. And I look back on season two, where, like, every time I think of Cody or Zane, I just kind of go, bleh. Ugh. Right. Uh, I don't know if I want to rewatch, you know? <laughs> but once you get into it, you do. But those two things kind of really dragged it and um 90210 but I loved the season I remember loving it but looking back I think is it worth watching again (laughs) (laughs) it totally is because I just half watched it and I loved it but you know and season 3 doesn't have anything like that for me season 1 doesn't really either I kind of get a little of that when I think of like the sex trade stuff Mm-hmm. And Shelby keeping the girl in the basement. All of that is probably in my season one where I kind of go, eh, I didn't care for that very much. Right. But season three doesn't have any of that. Except, and the only disappointment I think it has like, to keep it from just being an amazing season of television is that that seemed a little loose. It did, because, I mean, they both, they both died, you know, for it, and... Yeah, so the one girl that died first was the one that I think orchestrated it, because she was jealous of him, she wanted more, she had a taste of the lifestyle. Yeah, she was the one that kind of was like Bob Paris's favorite, and she started kind of caring too much or something. Yeah, so apparently, you know, we have to put this together that she was probably trying to steal that to blackmail and she drew Annika into it. Right. It's just too bad that we have to put it together. Right. And make guesses. Because I think they could have done a quick, I think we could have, they wouldn't have had to spend a lot of time on it to make sense to us. No, no, they wouldn't have. And it's, you know, I've, oh shoot, I forgot. I watched the first disc of 
deleted scenes, and then I didn't watch any of the rest. Hmm. Wouldn't that be amazing if I found the deleted scene of these girls? <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be awesome. <laughs> and they thought, ah, eh, no one's going to care about that. Let's cut that. <laughs> I'll, I'll watch them tonight after the podcast, and I'll let you know. <laughs> okay, yeah, do. Shoot, I was going to do that. That was going to be part of my thing. I totally forgot. It's just easier to watch stuff on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> You can just click to the next. You don't even have to click to the next episode. It'll do it for you. I know. <laughs> DVDs, you have to pull out the right one and wait for it to load up and go through all the stuff. <laughs> I know. It's so Because, like, I was all excited that Talladega Nights was hitting Netflix and I own it. I, I, <laughs> I can throw it in anytime I want. But I guarantee you I'll watch it on Netflix. <laughs> Oh, we as a society have gotten so lazy. <laughs> you gotta go over the shelf and get it down. <laughs> get it out. <laughs> there might even be previews they'll make me watch <laughs> to get to the menu. <laughs> Screw it. <laughs> These Bates episodes just play themselves. <laughs> I just have to wait about eight seconds in between. <laughs> <laughs> 16 seconds until it starts <laughs> do I want to use the energy to lift my finger to push play or wait the 16 seconds <laughs> invariably I wait oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome oh boy okay <sighs> okay Okay, so Romero goes to the hotel looking for something, mm-hmm. and that's the when she says "Gold Star Sheriff." Gold Star Sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great little scene. And she has a little sassy walk. That's right, she does. <laughs> I love it. She's like, "Why are you lying to me?" And he's like, "That's my job to decide." <laughs> I'm not lying, I'm withholding truth. <laughs> right. That's my job. But he just looks so befuddled for a second. Because <laughs> for the, you know, 80th time, and he'll say it 80 more times, the, why mm-hmm. are you lying to me? <laughs> and she throws him back at him, and he's like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, Romero needs a woman like her. Yeah. To he keep does. him on his toes and to put him in his place and to, you know. That's probably why he seems to be quite the confirmed bachelor. That mm-hmm. no one's measured up. And this is, you don't come across a Norma every day. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we're at ep five. This is um, where she comes to his home, and she has decided, you know, Dylan has discovered what's on the drive, well, Gunner did, mm-hmm. and they, uh, she, she wants to go to Bob Paris, and she wants him to go with her. <laughs> and... <laughs> this is that great uh, 
Oh, I love this. One of my favorite parts is when she goes through everything that's, you know, this town has raped me and mm-hmm. put a body in my bed. She goes through all these things. Watching Romero's face, you can tell he's, like, virtually forgotten it all. And to have her just spew it all in one sentence, it's like, holy crap. You have been through a lot. <laughs> right, right. It's a great look. This is a great scene. And and then she's like, you know, if I was a man, you wouldn't be saying this. It's like, I can do anything. And then she can't open the door. <laughs> <laughs> and she starts yelling at the door and kicking it. And he, he goes over there and grabs her and just kind of like holds her to calm her and says that he'll go. And we have a chemistry at an eight. (laughs) 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 And then, of course, we have the deal scene with Paris. (laughs) Uh, The looks he gives her. I want a pool. (laughs) Nothing fancy. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. You know, he's expecting her to, like, ask for 500,000 or something. She starts going off about getting getting freeway her own exit and <laughs> sign north and south <laughs> and a pool pool's the best look because <laughs> she looks back at him like we got this <laughs> like what <laughs> yeah I, pool. I just love how every time they cut to Romero in that scene, he's just, like, looking at her like, oh. His eyes are so great. Yes. So funny. And I love just the very beginning where her foot's jiggling and he just reaches over and stills it. (laughs) (laughs) That's so amazing. Um... Episode 6, this is uh, where Alex has been shot and he calls Norma when he wakes up in the hospital. Oh, this is so great when he when he kills Marcus. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ooh, he's the worst. There's a little Batman Romero. Yeah. But it's a special note. I mean, he's worried about her because... Well, she had gotten and had her little Norma Louise day, right? Yep. And he couldn't get a hold of her? This is the first time he's tried. He's worried because he's been shot and they have just done this Paris thing and he never trusted him in the first place. He's like, don't do this. You don't know what you're getting into. And, you know, when she's at his house and then he, he, against this better judgment, he's just, he's not going to let her do this on her own. So he tags along. But he knew that this was going to be bad. And then he gets shot at. And so he's worried what happened to Norma, you know. Right. I got shot out, shot at. Something's going to happen to her too. So he tries calling her and she doesn't answer. Because she's, yes, she's shot her phone. (laughs) She's gone all Norma Louise. (laughs) (laughs) Has her little moment in Portland. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> episode seven, I'm alive, you're alive, whoopee. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best. He's, he's like Jeez. looking for a little sympathy. <laughs> he just wants something. She's like, oh, looks like it went right through you. <laughs> <laughs> it's because she's trying to downplay. <laughs> I can't get in the mood for one night. <laughs> Without the whole world falling apart. Oh, this is this is great. And you know, he's he's been mothered by her in the past, so he's quite shocked that she's acting this way and he does not like it. <laughs> he's like It was just at this kitchen table where you helped me with my cuts. This is a gunshot wound. <laughs> He wouldn't let me go into my room without cleaning this dumb <laughs> cut I got from hitting Zane. <laughs> I've been shot. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a psychological thing happening with Alex and Norma. Mm-hmm. He wants a mama bear. And he's, he's had a taste of it. And he needs a mama bear. <laughs> And in this, she's she's not in mama bear mode. <laughs> and he's not real happy. No. Oh, remember the... Oh, their little Twitter... Their little Twittering during the show was my favorite thing ever. And she's like... <laughs> I think... Nestor Carbonell said something to her about the I'm alive, you're alive, Whoopi, and she's like, I meant it in the 50th sense of the word. <laughs> <laughs> like, trying to make him feel better. <laughs> <laughs> they have got the cutest little thing going when they tweet each other during the show. It's so fun. I love it. That's hilarious. Um, and then, of course, he goes and gets drunk after he talks to his dad and calls her. She gets the drunk call. I need help. I don't have anyone else to call. Oh, it make me sad. And then he gets his mama bear, and this is the birth of the mama bear bed. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> And she takes him home and tucks him in. And his little smile. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I need a house where I have a drunk Romero. (laughs) All the time. (laughs) That I can just tuck in. And then more people might as well come to the Mama Bear Bed. (laughs) Oh, I love the Mama Bear Bed. Okay. (laughs) he we've got a all time high of the chemistry I think oh yeah this is where he tells her that she's beautiful right yeah she's like you're gonna regret saying that (laughs) she's like you are not gonna like that you told me that (laughs) tomorrow (laughs) he kind of laughs probably not (laughs) it's so great um Yeah, I love it. 
he's let his guard down. Yeah. Um, she's got dinner to make. And she's a little... What's going through her mind here? At this point, what do you think? About Romero? Yeah, is there any sparks flying? Um, I think so. I think... I think she's happy that Romero... Is... You know, she's the one that he calls when he's drunk. He calls her beautiful. I think there's something there with her. I don't think she's letting it out. I don't, I mean. You think she's into it? I think she is. Yeah, I think she is maybe a little. I wonder why she doesn't kiss him. Like, he tries to kiss her. And she does this awkward huggy thing (laughs) when he pulls her closer when he's laying in the bed before he calls her beautiful well I really I think it goes back to her past relationship she's always I think she's always like needed to kind of manipulate the man and to get what she, you know, something that she needs, like, you know, whoever raised Dylan, you know, she probably needed him to get her out of her house when she was a teenager, so, mm. you know, and then Shelby, she needed the belt, you know, Norman's dad, Sam, you know, maybe she needed to get away from Dylan's dad, and so Romero's, I don't know, to me it's like, I don't think she knows what to do because this is the first one that I think she actually kind of likes and there's no well there was George but he liked this idealized version of her and she didn't feel like she measured up like yeah, she felt it... like her life was too screwed up for him yeah plus he was kind of more upper class and I don't Uh know Romero seems more her you know her socioeconomic equal and you know what I mean yeah and he's got dark stuff too right I mean he's been in he knows a lot about her probably more than she'd ever want anyone to know because she's very guarded Mm -hmm. she has a lot of secrets she does, she does. And she still does at this point. But, yeah, I think he's different than anything else. I think it's ever different. been in her life. And, and she's I, scared. I, I don't think she knows how to play it. Because yeah. I think it's always been a game with her. And yeah. so this is just like, whoa, you know. Because I think she is real. into it. I really think she does like him. Yeah. But Norman is also increasingly getting weirder and maybe she really is just like I don't have time for this mm-hmm. you know yeah it's interesting to think about it's easy to read him with mm-hmm. her I think I mean not real easy but you can at least guess a little bit right and her she's she's been very hard to read with him this whole time Mm-hmm. 
Oh, still is. <clears throat> um, then, of course, we have dinner. He comes up to like this little idealized scene of her and her brother playing the piano, and he's probably pretty embarrassed. I mean, she says, "You're gonna, not gonna like that you said that to me in the morning." <laughs> he probably already. <laughs> <laughs> Although he never really, he kind of. After he put his heart on his sleeve, it seems like it changes for him the rest of the season. What do we have? Three more? Uh-huh. I don't think he does regret it. I think she calls it that he's going to regret it, but in actuality, he doesn't seem to. He's pretty much... I mean, you know, then we've got the getting her car back. Right. That's huge. It was huge, and so I don't think he regrets it as much as she thinks he would. Or as much as he would have, maybe if this happened in episode two, or episode one. Right, right. Or last season. (laughs) Yeah, so that's interesting to me. Oh, and um, so episode eight... It's not a scene together, but Norma wakes up thinking about Alex. Remember? She, like, wakes up with this dreamy look on her face, and then Dylan comes in to see her, and she's like, wasn't it great that Alex came? (laughs) Yes, yes. So they're right there. Yeah. That's our tell here. Yeah. Um, And that day, Romero goes to the dealership and buys back Norma's car. And then... Which is an adorable scene between the two. Oh, well, when he gives her the car. Right. Um, And that's... Everything changes after that, because the day he gives her the car back... This is the pit. this. (laughs) (laughs) This is when she's discovered the pit. And when he gives her the car back, he sees the pit and knows that Paris is messing with her right so then he goes to see him and that's when Bob Paris really tells him a lot about her he spills beans about Shelby he talks about uh, he really he says it in ways it's not quite accurate you know she isn't sleeping around with everybody no but he knows exactly what to say to get under Romero's skin. He knows. He can see it. Yeah. And he knows this is going to be bad. And so he really lays it on thick about how she she buys sexy stuff. Sexy stuff. <laughs> she buy new clothes. Buy sexy new stuff. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and sleep. he's uh, sleeping with that professor and that's not accurate she showed up at his house in a really weird mental breakdown and yes she did sleep with him but that's different than is sleeping with currently right exactly which is how he made it sound out and then he talks about what he got out of the professor about that Norman had killed his father and Romero plays it cool during the scene that he doesn't care, but 
it obviously got way under his skin, everything Bob said. Because mm-hmm. then he goes back to her house, and he mentions the night they met, that they were there questioning her, and that she was lying to him then. And he really puts a plea out there. You know, he's like, just this once. She's like, just this once? <laughs> <laughs> Don't lie to me. And this is a huge turning point for him because she lies to his face after he, he really, I think he really felt like he could go there mm-hmm. and get her to confess to him and that it would be a breakthrough for them. And the fact that she doesn't just totally breaks his heart. And he says goodbye, Norma, and you know that he means it. Oh, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, it's so sad. And it really gets to her, too. Remember, like, she's just sitting on her bed in the dark. That's when Norman (laughs) confesses that he loves her. (laughs) So you'll notice my breasts once in a while. Big deal. (laughs) No big deal. (laughs) Oh, so funny. That's right. But you can tell that she knows she messed up. And it's interesting that that's the day that she woke up thinking about him and they had just had that awesome night. I know. She blew it. She blew it. Oh, I was so frustrated with her for lying to him. Oh, yeah. It was... It's like, he deserves the truth. Look at what he's done for you and covered for you. I just, at this point, I feel like she can totally trust him, but she just has... You know, she psychologically, that's the very, that's the hardest thing to ask of her. Mm-hmm. Well, this is Norman, you know. Well, and I think we discussed it on the podcast, you know, it, Norman's father's death, that's like the easiest one for him to understand and let go, you know? Mm, yeah. I mean, it's the one that makes the most sense, like. It was self-defense. And it would have been, you know, if she would have left Right. But she didn't want Norman to have the horror of knowing that he killed his father. Right, right. I mean, it would have been a mess. I think... The whole insurance thing, definitely. I guess Keith Summers was self-defense as well, totally. Oh, yeah, we talked about that quite a bit. Yeah. They're like, just... Dumb. And it's like, yes, you did stab him like 20 times. That might be seen as <laughs> a little excessive. But hey, how can you measure what you're going to do if you've just been raped? Oh, yeah. You know, it, I think you'd have a lot of leniency. I think killing the crap out of someone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> killing the crap. <laughs> I honestly, if they'd say, if it came into question, like, well, you stabbed him 30 times. What's the difference if I stabbed him twice or 30 times? <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. It, the terror and the hopeless helplessness. And the you anger. felt before and the anger. Yeah. That, that could easily come out in 20 stab wounds. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you'd be terrified. Totally. And you'd want to make sure he was dead so he could do it yeah. again. I yeah. don't think you'd be judged too harshly there. I don't think so. Anyway, we've gone through all this yep. before. <laughs> <laughs> she, 
she has trust issues, and when it comes to Norman, she's got a wall up, and yeah. Romero's just not gotten there yet. I believe he may have at this point. Not this point, but the point we're at now, Yeah. starting with season four. He's asking too much right now, but it, it is heartbreaking nonetheless, but yeah, I just... This is quite a wall to break on Norma mm-hmm. with this Norman thing and her protective. And, you know, through this whole series, just the we're the only, you know, we're the only two people that we can trust. People suck. And right. I only trust you. And that's just been hammered into our heads since episode one. Since episode one, you know, and. No one's ever going to help us, Norman, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then the same episode, Norma goes to the police station again. And that's what she calls him, acting like a third grade girl. Because <laughs> he's done. He doesn't know? want to talk to her, that's right. <laughs> nope, he, he said goodbye, Norma, and he meant it. And then she comes to the station, and he's just upset. And he's, I think he's, I don't know if he's called the DEA by this point. It's coming. Right. But, um, yeah, so he's, and he tells her that we're done talking forever, you know. He is acting a little bit like a third grade girl. He's hurt. (laughs) (laughs) And then we have episode nine. And we've got the, uh, we only have one scene, but it's a biggie. (laughs) That's the one at Romero's house. I hate you. Well, I hate you, so what? (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. And she's come to look for the chip. And he tells her that he's called the DEA. And she goes ballistic right you know I think we talked about it at the time it's he wasn't really I think he wasn't thinking about how this would affect her personally he's just done and he's mad right and I think he called the DEA in the heat of the moment and I'm kind of thinking now that he called them right after she left the station because he was mad again you know, and he says it in the at his house. He's like, I am done. I am done with everything, you know. <laughs> this whole drug business. I'm sick of trying to keep this That's right. He was town like, together. I am just he just wants to wash his hands of everything and Right. He wants people to pay and he really honestly at this point doesn't care. He wasn't thinking about it and I don't think he cared. Either way, anyway, if it gets her in trouble. He is hurt. He is a man scorned. (laughs) But he just can't. He can't turn it off. I mean, she goes ballistic about how this is going to affect her. And even starts hitting him. And There's just so much heat there. It's amazing. Yeah, it 
it was it wasn't it like described as like the hottest scene without any sex or something like that <laughs> i don't know <laughs> oh it again i mean I hadn't seen it for like a year and I watched that scene with my hand just clapped over my mouth and it stayed there for a good two minutes after the scene was over. It's just... (laughs) (laughs) It is so crazy intense. But yeah, the heat between them is amazing. And it's... Oh. She just is like... I don't know. She hit him so much, and then she's like, don't touch me, you know, don't you touch me. Right. Just this defense, this wall goes up, and she's, I talked about it a lot on that podcast. You dissected that scene. I did. I did a dissection, and she just, I don't remember now quite all of my thoughts about it when she's saying, don't touch me, but I remember I had a lot of them. (laughs) (laughs) But... She, I think it's because there's something special here and she just tried to beat the crap out of him and she's so messed up right now. And, oh, there's so many feelings rattling around both of them. It's so good. There's, yeah, it's, it's very intense. And I, I think we talked about like, he just let her hit him because like he knew that that's what she needed. Mm-hmm. She needed to just. Yeah, he just totally took it. Yeah. Because he loves her. Hmm. <laughs> Again, against his better judgment. <laughs> There's a lot of crazy there, you know. But doesn't he come back the next day and. So. Yeah, that's the last scene in episode 9, and they only get one in episode 10. He comes, it's nighttime, and he comes to the hotel. The DEA is going to Bob Harris's house, and... Right. There was some confusion about how long he knew he was going to kill Bob instead of let him get taken and right. talk about Norma. And I asked Carrie Aaron on Twitter, and she answered that this is the scene that changes his mind. He goes there again, just kind of, he's half apologetic, but still, I'm sorry. I am sorry it went down this way, Norma, but... He's sorry, not sorry. Yeah, sorry, not sorry. And she... It's different. She's calm about it. She's zen. <laughs> she's just kind of resolved. I remember she's just mm-hmm. like, "This is bigger. It's, it's bigger, than, bigger us. than us." Yeah. It's not your fault, Alex. Yeah. You know? Her vulnerability there is what does it. That and I think we talked about it before. It would just be exhausting to live her life and yeah. to try and keep all that. All those secrets and, you know, there would be a point where you're just like, I give up. It's bigger than me. I just, what, whatever's going to happen, is just going to happen. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And there I'm not would be, try. you've got all these balls in the air and yeah. there's a time where they're all going to come down and you're like, 
Okay, well. Yeah. That's. I am in this mess. <laughs> yep. And now it's gonna. Yeah, and I'm sure there's a calming feeling to that, like yes. letting go of the control or the trying to keep control. Yeah. Where you're just Absolutely. like, oh, okay. It, you know, you see it. You know, it probably happens when you watch, like, I don't know, police stands, standoffs and stuff, you know, where they finally just, oh, I'm just going to walk out the door, you know? <laughs> Yeah, or the, you know, the confessions. You watch, like, right. 48 hours. Was it not 48 hours, but another... Wait, the first 48 hours. Right, right. And there's a point where, you know, it's just... You see it in their eyes, <laughs> the, the prisoners, and they're like, well, yeah. the jig is up. The jig's up. <laughs> I'm exhausted. And there is a calm. <laughs> yep. And yeah. there's a... I, th- I think it was the episode before, if it wasn't... Episode 9, it was episode 8 where Norman is kind of, they're in the basement and he's kind of accusing her and she just goes, you don't know what it's like being your mom, you're killing me Norman you're gonna kill me you know that's where she reaches her break yeah it's kind of related that this is just too much yeah, and so she's zenned out about it, <laughs> and that it's confirmed that changes his mind, and he calls. He leaves the hotel, and calls Bob Paris to tell him to give him enough warning, and then he finds him on his boat and kills him yeah. for Norma. That's right. That was their last scene together. So, yeah, the Normero fans were quite up in arms that <clears throat> that's all they got. And Dilemma got a big kiss scene. And I said, guys, <laughs> calm. <laughs> this is going to be good next season. They have set it up so well. It'll be worth the wait. And I say it again, it's going to be worth the wait. And the wait is almost up. I agree. I. They have built this so beautifully. Over three seasons. Over three seasons. It's been I mean, so amazing. What show does that? You know? Yeah. Where they take that long. So, yeah. Ooh, I'm excited. I'm it's on... been so beautifully crafted, and I thank everybody involved in the show for crafting it so much and not letting it happen yet, because... I think they're just setting it up to be amazing. Yeah. And there's no way they're going to do it another season. This is... No. This will be the season of Normero. <laughs> <laughs> and I I still I predict it's going to happen early. I think so. They may mess around for a couple episodes with... I don't, I don't know. Well, if they discover if they discover Bradley's body early on, and Norman's suspected of it, that's gonna put a little kink. Yeah. That you know, Romero can't be dating 
the mother of the guy who's accused. (laughs) (laughs) Unless he takes care of it. (laughs) All right. That was our Normeral special. And next week we're going to have another podcast for you where we just discussed um, pretty much maybe a few things about season four, but mostly it's uh, just our thoughts on the other seasons especially season three that maybe didn't have to do so much with Normero. All right, see you next week. Take care. Where is it? Where's the stupid piece of computer gear that's ruining my life? I turned it over to the DEA. You did what? Yeah. Yeah, all those people involved, they're all criminals and they're going to go to prison. And they can go to hell for all I care because I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of, of trying to accommodate them and accommodate everybody. And I'm, I'm sick of, of trying to make all of this shit work. I'm done. I'm done with them and I'm, I'm done with this town. I'm done with everything. How could you do that to me? Bob Harris will investigate my husband's death just to get me back. I'm screwed. I'm, I'm, not like to- I'm totally screwed. How could you do that to me? <sighs> You lie to me. I didn't oh, lie to you. Come on, you know your husband. I didn't didn't. Died. He didn't die in an accident. You know it and I know it. So tell me the truth, okay? For once in your life, just tell me the truth, Norma. I did. I killed him. But come on, just I, the truth. He was abusive and I. No, oh, damn it, the truth. He was hitting me and I hit him in the head with a blender. And I, I didn't mean to kill him, but I did. And I dragged his body into the garage and I made it look like an accident. Stop lying to me!
Mother, a podcast about the. Did I say podcast? <laughs> yeah, you sound kind of <laughs> kind of southern. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Okay. I woke up at about one in the morning last night, mm-hmm. and I was like wide awake, hmm. and so I was like, you know, I'm gonna watch. Season one, episode one, because I want to see. I I couldn't remember like Norma and Romero's first scene together. Yeah, and I was like, I wanna I wanna watch that just to see what they were like. And it was in the motel when they're pulling up the carpet, and he's all, mm-hmm. "You gotta jiggle the toilet," <laughs> <laughs> and he's just I don't know. There's no interest at all. Oh, no, no. <laughs> no, he was started as a completely different character than he is now. You can tell that this has totally evolved. Just how the story evolved and how the actors, their chemistry has worked so well. Mm-hmm. You can tell they did not have this planned from the beginning. No way. And it was interesting. I guess I could save all this for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess that's what we're here to talk about. So, yeah, I was just like, that's like. And then today, when I got home from work, I was, I brought my laptop in the kitchen, and and I was like, I'll watch that last scene, the last episode of season one, like, because I, I remembered, um, like that's when he shoots Abernathy, and Norma's like hiding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can't remember if that's the scene that inspired our uh, buddy cop. <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> it probably was. <laughs> it totally probably was. Because she's all shaking and like holding the gun like she's going to shoot. She gets all mad at him. I almost shot you. <laughs> you have no idea he even knows she's there. <laughs> you can go home now, Norma. <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of was like I wonder if I wonder if this is when he started like I kind of like this lady <laughs> <laughs> Abernathy calls her the nutty the, the cute nutty yeah <laughs> I love how these bad guys are just kind of 
I don't know. They're all a little bit beguiled by her, and <laughs> like <laughs> she's just fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 